Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another Night on Sunday Night broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Annette, who is a high priestess and psychic reader, and Edward Shanahan, a paranormal observer and psychic reader. Join us for a half hour or so of open minds, open mouths, and a supernatural good time in The Unexplained World tonight. Welcome to the Tuesday night, not on Sunday night broadcast of the Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, that's me, and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. So how's your crazy Tuesday going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. How about yourself? Oh, fine, Ann. It's my mistake. It's Thursday. I'm sorry. That's all. Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) I can't find that email. (laughs) I wish I could go back to Tuesday. Now, it was a voice message I left you um, yesterday, I believe. So that's okay. I put a nut under the gun, listeners, and to show the professional that she is with the knowledge she has and and the notes she keeps, we will be discussing in a little bit uh, Diana the Dunes. Sometimes shows work out better this way, and that, you know what I'm no, saying? No, it's going to be fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only a half hour or so. Um, with that, um, Annette, you did a, you had a great time over at Cha-Cha's in Oak Lawn. Uh, oh, Cha-Cha's evening. Treasure. They're at 9840 South Cicero Avenue. These ladies are so wonderful. We had a great time. Laura's little shop. Cha Cha equals Laura, you know. It's yeah, wonderful, and, uh, very affordable. People would love to buy gifts of all sorts, from antiques to handmade to novelty things. She's got it all. I was so impressed. I've never seen a better shop. Um, and the nice thing about it was you had ratings all night, so that is super oh, different. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a great yeah. time. I felt like they became my friends. And it was that was cool. a nice thing. Yes. That's good. That's good. Um, okay. We have, I'd like to say, as far as Saturday nights go, July and August, I'm pretty well booked. Um, for those that would like to have, let's say, house parties on a Sunday, I'm free. Psychic readings, house parties. A lot of people do have Sunday parties. And we could do them during the day. Done it many a times sure. already. Um, if you need two readers, that's me and Annette. If you need somebody on a Saturday night, that would be Annette then for at least July and August. And feel free to contact Annette by going to my website, edwardshanahan.com. Send me an email. I'll forward it to her. And um, from there on, it's between you and her. So that's how that works. I'm not an agent. I'm not a booker. I'm just, you know, 
Um, You're my manager. Come on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Can you be my valet? Um. Boy, oh, see, so he paused. He almost thought that was a good idea. Did you see that, people? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the terminology. <laughs> Is it um, like the type of valets we see on pro wrestling or what? No. <laughs> what? what? I, oh, I'm not talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> I'm talking about valets I know are those. Okay. I caught him up, folks. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, buddy. You know I love you. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. Uh, those, uh, I, I shout out goes to Lisa, who's listening to the broadcast tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, you can find Edward Shanahan on uh, Facebook. Um, I'm not the real guy that's under Edward Shanahan. I'm the second oldest that's under Edward Shanahan. So um, feel free to do that. Um, we have, like I said, the dates are pretty well filled. If anybody's interested in doing the Haunted Farm again, July or August 21st is already full. But we might be able to swing a date in September. Email me from edwardshanningham.com or hauntedhistoricallocations.com. Even if you go there, you can see what the place is all about with the uh, August 21st date. And because there's still people that are interested, if we can get 10 people, we can do it. And um, also, new dates added September 25th, Saturday at 7 p.m. We return to the Joliet, Illinois Haunted Scott Mansion. will be the first paranormal night at the mansion in 2010. And the seance will, again, be in the dial room. Um, because of being the first and maybe only time in 2010 for a public um, paranormal night, I did negotiate to lower the price. October 23rd, Ooh. Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. till whatever. Usually it ends about 1 a.m. to 1.15. Full moon over the stag's head. Little Springs, Illinois. The paranormal night is only $20. We sit down for a meal at 8.30 p.m., and that cost is depending on what you eat and is paid to the server waiting on you. I have nothing to do with that um, besides, you know, enjoying it with you. And what we usually, what I usually do is do the palm readings and that why we're waiting for dinner to be served. So um, to help kill some time and talk about the paranormal. October 30th, we go back to the Tinker Swiss Cottage. In Rockford, Illinois, All Hallows Eve night. That's the 30th, Saturday night. The veil is the thinnest. And let's put it this way. The seance will take us from All Hallows Eve right into Halloween night. So that is October 30th. The information is at hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Um, you have anything you want to say? I'm going to be in Disney World for Samhain. <laughs> but people, you know, another thing about trying to get these later dates, like September, October, remember that when they're out in the woods, there are fewer mosquitoes and spiders and all those things that ladies don't really like to have to deal with while they're, you know, feeling their energies and the different kinds of things that are going on there. So keep in mind that, you know, it's better to bundle up and come a little later in the season because there's less bugs, it's easier to have layers on. Well, hey, you know, it's nighttime. I mean, they won't even know until they feel a crawling in their ear or hair, so what the heck? <laughs> <You know? 
but it is more comfortable. You know, I know we always want to jump on, I jump on board and get on all these early tours, which are awesome, awesome. But don't feel like you got left behind because in the later season it's a little cooler at night and you can bundle up and you're covered away from the bugs and there's fewer of them anyway. It's almost a better mm-hmm. time. So get in there and get your tickets now. That's my philosophy. Yeah, we've, you and I uh, have done paranormal nights over by you in Indiana. And, um, yeah, and it was toward the, like, in September. Right, we try to do them later, late late summer, yep. yeah. Yeah. Because and, we would go uh, through the woods, and we would go to the Bailey Cemetery, and out to the Dune State Park, so we could be with Diana of the Dunes. Yeah, those were, by the way, those, in case anybody's listening, those were free tours that we did. Um, so... Yeah, not to get anybody's uh, panties in a bundle. Um, we also have, I will be doing psychic readings Sunday, July 18th. That's Sunday, July 18th at the Scott Mansion. Um, that'll be from 1 to 4 p.m. or later, depending on the crowd. Usually it's later. And all all the readings I do, from palm reading to psychometry one-on-one, to if you bring an item of a loved one, I will do the conscious channeling. It has become super, very strong. Um, and with the Scott Mansion being haunted and documented as such, um, the readings are actually even stronger. Where there's spirits around, it's like a, uh, what would I say? Um, so it's like easier to channel. So um, that will be Sunday, July 18th from 1 to 4 p.m. at least. The readings, because I do this to help the mansion itself, the readings are only $20 and $10 to the mansion, an additional 10 as uh, they provide, yeah, as they, as you know. Keep that historical society going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, um, I do lower the price for that. Um, Oh, yeah, extremely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And $10 to the mansion. People, you want to get in on this. <laughs> That's a good deal. And it's for a great cause, helping this historical society. And when you go to the uh, the mansion on that day, they provide a tour of the mansion. It's part of your $10 to them. goes for that. Um, all the floors and a Victorian-style tea party. Which is pretty oh, neat. Oh, they got, love a good tea party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you got about eight, ten, twelve people sitting around in it, it's you know time goes by, boom. Okay. And also, oh, I put yeah. out I I put out little things for people to occupy their time with, like um, what do I put out at? Um, a pendulum, pendulum board, even got a Ouija board for the brave souls that may living souls that may show up. Um, so that's and gentlemen, let me say this, Ed, real quick. You know, people are always asking me about relationships. How can I meet that cool guy? You know, if you have an affinity with the paranormal and you feel comfortable as a lady at a tea party, gentlemen, you might want to come and hit this tea party. You know, meet some fine ladies who are awesome and cool and kind of get into the same things you get into. People are asking me all the time, how can I meet my Mr. Right? Guys, you got to get out there and put yourselves where those ladies are. So be a good idea for mixing and mingling, too. Yes, it would, because you do have time to spend and wander and everything else. And they do have the historians that take you on the tour, both Pat and um, 
I just want brain dead, so we'll leave. <laughs> we'll leave that one huh? go. Annette, Diana <laughs> the Dunes, it's your area, your neighborhood. Absolutely. You know, right, right. I live right out here in the dune. I live right here in the dunes, and that's where Alice Mabel Gray. She that was her actual name. She was a real woman. In 1915, the area knew Alice as Diana of the Dunes. They called her Diana of the Dunes because of the fact that the goddess Diana would, was known to ride on the sky at night. And fishermen would actually see Alice swimming naked in the surf along the edge of the Indiana Dunes State Park here, right on Lake Michigan. Um, and they would just, as sailors, call her Diana, Diana of the Dunes, because they knew that was the Dunes. And it was, it was around 1915 when she first came out here. She was the daughter of a very affluent couple from Chicago, lawyers, doctors, and the sort in the family. And Alice had a great background. She was very promised in math, and she did a fabulous job as, a, as an accounting type of a capacity. But unfortunately, she had probably what today we might know as um, macular degeneration. Her eyesight decreased very rapidly, and she was no longer able to sit at a desk and crunch numbers and look over books in the city. So she had come to the dunes as a young child, and she would, you know, have long vacations. Back in the day, you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, Victorian era, they would come to the dunes, and they would summer. You know, you think of people like leaving and going to Florida for certain times of the year. Well, they would do the same kind of thing with the, with the sun and shore here in the dunes when you lived in the city far away. Well, <laughs> close, but it was your area for vacationing. And she had known it as a child. So she was cultured and educated. She had traveled extensively across the world. And she, at the end of her life, or at the end of her life in the city, she was uh, a, an editor for a very popular magazine. Um, she gave it all up, is what I'm getting to, and she came out and struck out on her very own in the dunes. She hunted, she fished, she lived a romantic life of self-preservation. She just got out there. She was in a tiny little fishing shack. I think when she first got here, she had like a jelly jar, a blanket, a knife, a spoon, and like a couple of guns and probably didn't know how to handle them very well. She cut off her hair. She shortened her skirts. You know, she just went this rustic lifestyle. And she lived alone for probably about, I don't know, five, six, seven years um, where she hunted. And, you know, there are still reaccounts of stories that you hear among the people that still live here in the dunes about how she would, you know, catch, shoot her own pheasants and, fox and so forth and hang the skins and make them a deer and, you know, very Native American type of lifestyle that she was living just off the land. It was about um, 1920 that Alice met a, a drifter, somebody coming through town, you know, this was the, Fort, Highway 12 was the Fort Dearborn Trail. So it was a very popular, open, modern type of trail to you if you're, you know, looking for a trail in the late 1800s, <laughs> coming from, let's say, like Canada, a lot of um, 
beaver trappers came here. You know, we have the Cal Saginaw River right next door. It's a very diverse type of ecology we have here. So lots of different races and types of people and people in different kind of a um, different jobs would come right through the center here, traders, trappers, et cetera. Um, in fact, one of the early homesteads is the Bailey Homestead, and he was one of the first general merchandisers here. He was a, a, a trader, and he didn't wasn't here very long. You know, trading was kind of an old thing by the time he got here, new to the area, but old to a way of life. Mm-hmm. And he eventually turned into a bar owner right down here across the street, relatively from me on Highway 12. Um, I digress. Paul Wilson is a man that she met, Alice Mabel Gray met, and he moved into the cabin with her real quick. I think she probably was tired of a of a lifestyle where she was always alone. You know, she did a lot mm-hmm. of reading, what little her eyesight could, and. Um, he had a shaky past, but the two of them were kind of happy together. Um, it wasn't until a couple years later in 1922 when he was accused of beating a man um, who they found oh, mostly dead and, oh, he was burned. Um, they moved from the fishing shack that she had inhabited all those last seven, eight, nine years on the Indiana Dune State Park area. And they moved to Michigan City, had a little dwelling there, a little beach house or something. Um, she, you know, her her life after that was kind of tragic. It, she was, um, she had two daughters. She died during the birth of her second daughter, and a lot of people believe that she was um, beaten so severely, so many times that by her estranged husband or by her husband Paul that. Um, or her life partner Paul, that she she couldn't continue life after the going through the strenuous um, act of bearing a ch- that second child. So mm-hmm. she's laid in a pauper's grave near Gary. Well, probably her parents are close, but they're in name. And you know, when you go out to the dunes anymore now, you really have an awe-inspiring feeling. I think, Ed, you can totally relate to being out there at night, seeing the light of the moon shine on the surf and the sand. and You really feel with the radiance that even if you couldn't or don't see, there, unfortunately today there are not many sightings of Alice or Diane of the Dunes, but the feeling that you get, you could be right there if she should appear from the surf. I mean, you really have that feeling of, wow, something very spiritual can, is, and will be happening here at all times. So I think you can probably agree that if if you thought you were out there and you're having a moment in the in the nighttime surf that Alice Mabel Gray would be swimming right next to you and disappearing into the water with you. Now there was there was a time that fishermen were saying that they they did see her right her spirit. Oh, for a very long time. <clears throat> oh yes, and absolutely. I would say there are probably accounts until like the 1960s or 70s mm-hmm. where people were still saying from shore or from 
out in the water, you know, on a boat or whatever, that they would still have sightings of a lady swimming naked and disappearing into the surf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely, gonna... yeah, there were plenty of <laughs> plenty of sightings. Just now, in recent day, in these, you know, in the nineties, here in the aughts, coming into the tens and the teens, I, I don't, I haven't heard of any lately. Yeah. But yeah. she could, she could surprise us. You know, like I said, you have that feeling of the surf. You when you're out there, ooh, it's magical. You know, and I think yeah, Diana I, I was mean, just, or Alice was just a part of that magic that still continues to this day, and maybe even heightened by her sense of awareness for its the dunes, natural beauty and resources. It's fabulous. You know, there's a whole his, there's such a historical side to the dunes, yeah, and yeah. such a huge spiritual side from its early Native Americans to its early settlers to its modern times now and its modern magic. Well, they even have um, Indian grave sites out there, too, right? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unmarked, uh, but we know that they're there. They were passed down to families who are who are earliest pilgrims, essentially. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm going to hit the get out there. Maybe we could do uh, just what you did on video for the people so they could see the beach and everything else. Because um, oh, Indiana Dunes is beautiful, yeah, yeah, and I loved the night we were out there. Um, I just sat there on the beach. I could have done that for a while that night, you know. So, uh, where does Indiana Dunes come in for the people that may be interested in knowing? Um, if you if you want to come and visit the dunes, yeah. Well, you okay? Well, what you want to do? Let's say from like the Chicagoland area. You know, mm-hmm. you want to travel south on the uh, Kennedy or Dan Ryan or Bishop Ford freeways. All three will bring you to the same area. You want to cross over and hang east on 8094. Uh, anybody coming from out west wants to travel 80 and connect with 8094. And then we circle right around. You want to get off at like um, between Ripley Street. And all the way to the Indiana Dunes State Park is actually you um, exit at State Road 49, okay? It's probably mm-hmm. like exit number 21, I think. Um, and it's exit State Road 49 north. And mm-hmm. take 49 all the way to hit the beach. <laughs> $5 for Indiana residents, and I think it might be a few more dollars for outside Indiana residencies. But you paid a you know, park there, and uh, you can be there all day and all night. <laughs> yeah, that was just going to say that for the investigators. Uh, they allow you to be out there even after sunset on the beach. So um, That's right. They just don't want you to be in the water because there's no lifeguard yeah. at the time. But, yeah, they so will let you go out and stroll the beach, absolutely. Yeah. and uh, They have a great camping program there, too, you know, with kids and stuff. Maybe if you don't, don't want to push the ghost thing, but you still want to be out there at night on the beach. They have an awesome campground there. You can't say enough good things. They do so much wildlife and plant preservation. They're wonderful people. Cool, cool. Um, has your tree of death? Oh, and I'll tell you what, man. Tree of death almost got another guy just about five days ago. Um but he wasn't as far as the tree, you know. We seem to have mm-hmm. just a bad stretch of road right here. 
um, I, I was up with the kids feeding the chickens and pulling weeds in the garden, and I heard kaboom, crash, kaboom. I thought, oh, no, not again. <laughs> and I, I told the kids, stay with Daddy. I'm going to run down there with the cell phone. I ran down there. I called 911. And yeah. A man, Robert, we're so happy. He's fine. <laughs> By the, looking at his car, boy, he, was, he got really lucky. Thank heavens for new things like airbags. Because by the damage to his car from another passing car, you know, they just, uh-huh. and then, boy, it was early. It was bright daylight, eleven o'clock or ten o'clock or something. Maybe don't quote me, but um, uh, it's it's, it's oh. a monster down here. But everybody survived. Yay! Thank you, Goddess. <laughs> it's like a stretch of dust over there. Man, yeah, that, it's that, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. You know, we have some mill traffic and we have some vacationing traffic and we have you know residential traffic we have a lot of different kinds of people using this same stretch of road all day long and not everybody's mind is on what it needs to be on you know some people on cell phones some people with the music they're in more of a vacation feel you know it's a yeah. lot of different you know truckers want to get where they want to go you know and you know when you want to get a truck somewhere you have a time track you know <laughs> you have a schedule you want to meet it and i don't mm-hmm. blame these mill guys but uh sometimes you're just distracted travel too fast well ah, i'm on my high horse because it can you, be so you, much safer uh, you wouldn't believe how many truckers do the cell phone thing while texting while they're oh. driving but, oh, yeah, that's a I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out there driving around with little kids. I don't want to know. How's that sound? I practically get hit side of the head by the wife when I'm multitasking. Anybody so, who drives for a living and are listening to this show, please be a little bit careful <laughs> for your own selves, for, their, for all the daddies on the road, for all the mommies on the road. Well, I think the you know the concern is of hitting somebody, but you got that you know security feeling knowing that you're in that how many ton truck or whatever the person is driving too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That you know there is you know it's like the dude that drives the engineer on the train. You know, not much is going to happen to him if he hits something. So. Yeah, like my grandpa used to say, you got lots of old-fashioned metal wrapped around you. <laughs> <laughs> we have three minutes to go. Uh, thank you for okay. that information on Diana the Dunes. Um, our next show, we're going to shoot for July 15th. Now, it's possible that might be, be here. It's possible she may not be here. We won't know till <laughs> July 14th. Right It'll here. be like the mystery night. Yeah. But I'm going to do something we haven't done in Probably two years in that. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do that attempt at seance again over the radio. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So listeners, uh, we've done it in the past. Great, amazing results. What I suggest for the listeners to do when we do this is turn on the lights. It allows your senses to kick in, have the computer on, and maybe have a candle burning next to the screen, okay? Because I tell people to watch the dancing of the flame, um, be it a seance, be it whatever, okay? And uh, what I will try to do 
is attempt to raise the spirits that may be in your house. Um, it's happened in the past. Remember the one lady whose grandfather appeared? Was yeah. there a grandfather or a father? Yeah. Karen yeah, Hayes. some paternal figure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Um, July 15th, and it's a Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, do you have anything else to say in that before the night's over? No, I just want to say thank you to Laura and everybody at Cha Cha's Treasures at 9840 South Cicero Avenue. Um, we had a great time, and I hope people go out there and see that little shop. It's awesome. And here's, here's a hint to uh, other people that may have um, a business type of thing. Book us as Cigars and Stripes found out, as Cha Cha's found out, and other avenues that we've done in the past over seven years. Wow. Um, <laughs> book us. Because I'll tell you what, it's got a lot of ways to give it exposure. So, um, and that's what I'll do. Annette, thank you very much. You did a fantastic okay. job. You did a fantastic uh-huh. job. Okay. Yay. Listeners, thank you. <laughs> Listeners that have made us friends and everything else, thank you very much. Blog Talk, thank you. We've been a featured show for over a year now. And um, until next time, July 15th, good night. And Annette, have a good day. Okay. Good night. Blessed be, y'all. Bye-bye.